Squad listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the podcast. And we got another horror headlines coming at you today. And horror headlines is when we go over the biggest horror news of the week all in under 20 minutes. So let's get right into the news of the week because there's some exciting and interesting stuff to talk about. And we always begin with the weekend box office. And this has been an interesting one because we've seen the release of a new film that has caught everyone's eyes and ears and attention, ready or not. So even though this film may have come in sixth in this week's box office, it still had a great opening for a horror film of its status with its total gross sitting around 10 million right now. Very good news for this original horror flick and good news for potential sequel talk which people have already been whispering about due to the success of this film. Stay tuned later this week for a full episode on Ready or Not, by the way. Now, as a result of this, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark continues to slide down the charts just a little bit, but it doesn't really matter. Seems like that film just made back its budget, which is very good news indeed, and very good news for Andre Overdahl and Guillermo del Toro. So, good stuff there. Moving on, we should mention that today, or yesterday rather, was the world premiere of the Soska Sisters' Rabid Remake at Fright Fest, and what a premiere it was. Initial reviews pretty much say exactly what the Soska Sisters said themselves on Twitter this entire time. It's a love letter to their city. It's a love letter to Canada. It's a love letter to Cronenberg himself with a strong focus on the lead female that takes the narrative into a totally different direction. Plus, no surprise for anyone who's a fan of the Soska sisters, but there's tons of practical effects goodness in this film, apparently, which is great news. This comes from the team at Master SFX and Steve Kosansky, who did uh, creature design and stuff like that, and it is supposedly excellent as we expected. So check this film out. It's going to be premiering at other festivals after this. This was its world premiere, and then it should be due for theaters sometime after that. As you know, this is a very anticipated film for us at Spook Squad here this year, so we look forward to being able to see it ourselves. Moving on, we have maybe the biggest horror news this week. So, do y'all remember last week when we talked about the Midsommar Director's Cut not being released on the Blu-ray? I even made it into a little video, tried to tweet it, Ari Aster, nothing. Well, now I understand why that didn't really get so much traction, because check out this giant news. The Midsommar Director's Cut is actually going to be released into limited theaters this Friday. Yes, this Friday, the 30th. So check your local theater listings because some AMC theaters have it. Alamo Draft Houses, if you're lucky enough to be near one of those, I heard a couple of those, they have it too. And it's officially been confirmed over at Bloody Disgusting by A24 themselves that it is going to be playing this Friday. So what can I say? I mean, how mad can I be about this? I wanted to see the director's cut and now we all have an opportunity to see it. Still, doesn't solve the problem of not having a physical release of it or any other way to see it after this, but I'm sure that it will be some kind of special edition or something given this release. So, pretty clever on A24's part, pretty clever on Ari Aster's part. Uh, I, for one, might be seeing this and doing a kind of updated take on the film for a later bonus episode, something like that, so stay tuned for that. But all of us can now see the Midsommar Director's Cut, which is a whopping 171 minutes long, so get ready if you're into it uh this friday so 
Let's see how that goes. Uh, moving on, we still got more stuff to cover here. And one of those things is the rumor of the character of Tommy Doyle appearing in Halloween. Now, let's go over this again because we talked about this on our rumor mill a few weeks ago. The character of Tommy Doyle, for those who don't remember, is from the Halloween series, the original Halloween film, actually, who Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is babysitting when the horrible attack by Michael Myers happens. Now, Years later, in Halloween 6, Tommy Doyle was infamously portrayed by a very young Paul Rudd. However, as we know with this latest storyline in the Halloween saga, that whole storyline has been totally trashed, retconned, and only the events after the first Halloween film are in this current Halloween universe. Got it? Well, because of that... People were speculating, is Tommy going to come back in some other capacity? There were a lot of rumors going around about it, and turns out those rumors have been true. For Halloween Kills, it was just announced by Variety that actor Anthony Michael Hall from Breakfast Club, Dark Knight, bunch of stuff, he's going to be portraying Tommy Doyle in Halloween Kills, and who knows, maybe Halloween ends <laughs> if he makes it. <laughs> so... This is awesome news. It's very cool and what could potentially be done with this character and all that. But let me say this. It's also very interesting because this means that there's one person or multiple people or something, I don't know, leaking information about the Halloween series from the set or from production or something. Because remember, we just discussed this rumor on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and here we find out that it's absolutely true. One almost gets the sense that this info is being leaked on purpose, but I gotta be honest, I don't mind, because whatever the case is, I'm really enjoying following the production of this film and seeing the pieces fall into place like this. So, Tommy Doyle, y'all, let's see what happens when Halloween Kills comes out next year. Moving on, we got some more info on this Mortal Kombat movie that we told y'all about a couple weeks ago. Now, again, this is being produced by James Wan of Saw, Conjuring, Insidious fame, and it's got more actors attached to it now than we discussed in the past. Now, the screenwriter said this is definitely going to be an R-rated adaptation, so we will finally see fatalities portrayed properly on the big screen. So... I gotta tell you, some of these casting announcements, very interesting. So let's get into it a little bit because there's some cool stuff. For one, we got Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero, which is awesome news. Joe Taslim is an Indonesian actor and an incredible martial artist who I know from the incredible film The Night Comes For Us, which I keep saying we have got to do a full episode on that someday, maybe on the works of that director in general, but I digress. Anyway, take my word for it. This dude is awesome. He is going to be a great Sub-Zero. We also got a very exciting Chinese actor named Ludi Lin to play Liu Kang. He was in the Power Rangers movie, he was in Aquaman, and he's also got some great martial arts stuff under his belt. Ha. Uh, the awesome Tadanobu Asano from Ichi the Killer and tons of other stuff. Very prolific actor. Very awesome dude. He's going to be playing Raiden, which, trust me, is also some great news. So great casting so far. Then we got Jessica McNamee, who you may know from The Meg or Blumhouse's April Fool's entry into their Into the Dark series. Uh, she's going to be playing Sonya. And then finally, this is interesting. We got Josh Lawson as Kano. And I say this is interesting because I know Josh Lawson from lots of comedic stuff like Superstore, a couple other shows. So I was like, what? But I'm stoked to see what he does with this character. Anyway, the release date is March 5th, 2021, so it's quite a ways away, but we will follow this one's production 
as we continue to get information about him. And speaking of which, we've got some more information on one of the year's most anticipated horror releases, Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep adaptation. Now, Mike Flanagan, from Haunting of Hill House fame, but also great films such as Gerald's Game, Hush, and Oculus, and many more, Mike Flanagan is just kind of a bit of a horror phenom right now. And that is going to continue with this infamous sequel follow-up to The Shining written by Stephen King himself, Dr. Sleep. So, it was just announced that this film is, unsurprisingly, going to be rated R for disturbing and violent content, bloody images, language, nudity, and drug use, which Mike Flanagan himself tweeted responding to by saying that it sounds about right. So, let me tell you what bloody disgusting reports on this because it sounds very interesting. For those of you that don't know, we got Ewan McGregor in this thing and Rebecca Ferguson leading the cast. McGregor is actually the adult version of Danny Torrance, who is the original kid at the original Shining, right? So stuff unfolds because Danny's experienced all this trauma and he returns to Overlook to find some semblance of peace. But the peace is shattered when he encounters Abra, a courageous teenager with her own powerful extrasensory gift known as the Shine that Dan himself has. So very, very interesting stuff. If you haven't seen the trailer, I highly recommend checking it out. It dropped a couple months ago, I think. Uh, Definitely one of the most anticipated horror releases of the year. So stay tuned because we're definitely going to be following this one speaking of big horror news and this is big horror news because it comes from one of the kings of horror himself robert england who portrayed freddy of course in nightmare on elm street but has been in so so many other things he's truly a horror icon in his own right well he made headlines this week from the new jersey monster mania con which somehow we weren't at i really am not certain how that happens next time we definitely got to go to that but regardless When asked about the future of the Elm Street series, of course, England actually had some very interesting stuff to say. He said, and this is the bit that's been making headlines, he said maybe he's got one performance as Freddy left in him. So it had really better be a good one, and they had better get their shit together and figure out what it's going to be. But he said he's up to doing it one more time. But regardless... He kind of went on to say that he really has to be replaced because he wants the Elm Street series to continue. He wants fans to fall in love with it again, and he knows that he can't do, like, five more movies. He just doesn't have that in him. He needs a new person for fans to fall in love with. That's what he said, and he said something very interesting, too. He commented on a rumor that I actually hadn't heard of before, which is that Kevin Bacon is being considered for the role of Freddy. Very, very interesting. And England said all the right stuff about Bacon. He said uh, Bacon has a horror tenure with films like Stir of Echoes and Tremors, and I totally agree. You know, great films, and he was pretty good in them. It would definitely be interesting to see his take on the character, and with the England seal of approval, I don't know. I mean, studios, get moving. Let's let's try and make something happen here. You know, Elm Street, like the Friday the 13th series, the remake has been rumored for years, but unlike Friday the 13th, Elm Street is not mired in horrible legal troubles, so it's actually possible that we may see something at some point in the future. Regardless, it still remains to be seen who's attached to it, who's directing, literally everything about it. So, 
stay tuned. But Robert Englund made some interesting news by saying that. Uh, moving on to more horror icons, I got to tell you, this is pretty cool. So this is about a film called Nightmare Cinema. Now, we talked about Nightmare Cinema a little bit earlier in the summer on our Summer Horror Roundup episode, and there's a reason for that. It's a very cool anthology film created by one of the masters of horror himself. His name is Mick Garris. He's got the Postmortem podcast. He's a great director, nice guy. He wanted to create a horror anthology series, actually, but couldn't get it off the ground. So this film is what happened. It's great. There's a lot of his friends in this. Joe Dante is one of them, the incredible Joe Dante, who did Gremlins and Piranha and so many other things, but also Ryuhi Kinemura, who's a great director, he did Downrange, stuff like that, director of Bandersnatch, uh, David Slade, lots of really great directors in this anthology thing. Well, if you are a fan of this thing that dropped earlier this summer that we still have to do another episode on, I gotta tell you, you've got some really, really good news here, because there's a really interesting physical release of this thing coming up. So, if you're a fan of Nightmare Cinema, stay tuned, because this physical release is gonna look right on your shelf it is coming out in special clamshell box vhs edition now this is a kind of new thing in the horror community but it's been happening a little bit recently because people just love the way that their shelves look with those big vhs's on them a few people have been releasing their films in vhs and this one is no different now i'm not big on vhs admiration the same way that you know i love punk but i'm not sold on like cassettes or whatever but i gotta tell you this is pretty cool because there are some personal touches to it each edition comes with a letter from each of the directors of the film, and for some, a signature from Mick Garris himself. The box looks really cool. I love the cover art. And also, I got to tell you, this thing is just 20 bucks. And if you want a signature from Mick Garris, 25 bucks. So it's not bad if you're a hardcore fan or a horror head collector or whatever. So wanted to shout that out because I think that's a really, really cool physical release that's coming out this week. But moving on, I got to tell you, this is really interesting news. We got a new film in the works from Osgood Perkins. Now, Perkins, of course, the son of Anthony Perkins, who you may know as Norman Bates from Psycho. So, with kind of horror blood in his DNA, Perkins has proven to be a very interesting director himself, coming out of the gate with the interesting Black Coat's Daughter, which is a great film I recommend you check out. It's on Netflix. And then he followed it up with the quiet, eerie, and intriguing film, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Another very, very interesting film, but less accessible, I will say that. Up next, though, Perkins has a film that will be released in January of next year. And guess what? It's a Hansel and Gretel adaptation. Yeah, so if you believe Perkins, it's actually a fairly faithful adaptation, save for the fact that Gretel is 16 and Hansel is 8 in this one. Perkins described it as more of a coming-of-age story, with Sophia Lillis, who folks may know from It Chapters 1 and 2, playing Gretel. Now, it's a little bit early. We don't even have a trailer for this thing yet, but I am fascinated because Perkins is an extremely talented director who's really good with stuff like tone and atmosphere in particular. So I'm anticipating that this is going to be a really weird, as faithful as it is, interpretation. He said there's basically just the three characters, Hansel, Gretel, the witch. Uh, no idea who this is going to be involving yet, but stay tuned because this is going to be a very interesting film next year for sure. Now, moving on. This is interesting. A company called Grindhouse Releasing is putting the original Evil Dead back in theaters, remastered in 4K with a whole new sound mixed score. Now, Bruce Campbell, the groovy dude himself, he actually commented on this, saying that in the original, the score was forced to compete with all the gore sound effects, the demons yelling, everyone else yelling, and it kind of 
based on the equipment that they had at the time, they just shoved all that sound together into one channel, and the score really suffered as a result. This new version is mixed in surround sound, obviously, with Joe LaDuca's score finally being heard the way that it was meant to. So that's a big thing for fans of the franchise. No dates have been announced yet specifically, but this could be a really fun theatrical experience for hardcore fans because Evil Dead is really, really fun to watch with an audience. So stay tuned because I think during like October, late September, this is going to be in theaters. And like I said, amazing theater experience. So moving on, our last thing of the day, we're going to be talking about the rumor mill. Rumor mill. <laughs> so this is very interesting news, and we have to wait to see if it is confirmed. But I heard rumors this week that Adam Wingard's much-anticipated Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes, can you believe it that horror director Adam Wingard is directing Godzilla vs. Kong? Absolutely crazy. But apparently, it could potentially be delayed from its March 2020 opening date, citing possible reshoots. Now, the reasons behind this haven't been released, but the rumor says that the studio just wants the film to be as good as it can possibly be, it's one of its biggest, most flagship releases next year, so they're hinging a lot of confidence in Wingard's vision and all this stuff, and they just want this movie to be as successful as possible, so they're thinking possible reshoots and maybe push the date back a little bit to ensure that it's huge for a summer release. Now, this hasn't been confirmed. The release date on the site is still the same, but I think that it is possible that that could be true because yes I'm looking at the studio's releases for that year and this is one of the biggest name releases of that year so stay tuned horror fans it remains to be seen nonetheless it's going to be very interesting to see what Adam Wingard does with Godzilla and Kong and how he brings his signature style to this film all right so uh that being said that's going to wrap it up for us with horror headlines this week did i miss any horror news that you guys appreciate or wanted me to cover let me know on twitter or social media at spooky guy dan at spook squad pod or on instagram at spook squad podcast or email us spook squad podcast at gmail.com so as always friends this is dan signing out of spook squad Yeah. <laughs>